That's interesting. What, say that again, Christian, because I couldn't hear you. We are live. Good deal. We're a minute late, but uh, I only got like 15 complaints, so that's fine. Uh, that's only okay. 15. It's only 15. 16. Yeah, thank God. Good morning, gentlemen. Are we streaming on Michael's fan page? Yes, we are. Uh, Excellent. We're streaming to, everywhere. On, the up. usual spots. Where is it? You have to be on. You got to get on that microphone, love. Okay. There you go. Good morning, everybody. Well, hello, Christian. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing? Excellent. Thank you. How's everybody you. doing this morning? Yeah. How are you, uh, Jules? Uh, so far, so good. I woke Excellent. Up on the right side of the dirt. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is your <laughs> this is your very first time uh, tuning into the show. Um, my name is Michael Zapsick. This is Christian Cordes, and right next to me is the ever beautiful Julia Zapsick. So, and we are live from the Secret Stash. We are. Uh, we are here to give you your dose of pop culture, all things view askew, and comic book related Goodness. crap. So, okay, crap. crap or goodness. You, you and can, crap you and can, goodness. You can take your. Take Why your does pick? it have to be either or? Why can't it be both? Okay. So, yes. Uh, that's what I said. You could take your pick or both. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on this week, guys? What oh. uh, what are we how, what are we jumping right into? Uh, what should we talk? Let's talk about the. It's not an elephant in the room. It's uh, Clerks Three. Clerks mm. Three. Uh, last week. They had a I, premiere. Just, I'm sorry. I know. This is terrible. This, I have what? My, then say something. My brain is on fire. Only because Christian had mentioned that Well, why don't you talk to, into the microphone? Because that would be good. Christian had mentioned that he wanted to make a comment about comments. At the, at oh, yeah. Let's. The, uh, uh, yeah. So let's. let's is that uh, what that on now? Good. Yeah. Let's, let's make something clear. So we had seen a comment uh, last week in terms of uh, somebody didn't get their comment seen. We use a site called StreamYard to, to stream out our show, and sometimes not all the comments will come through from every single platform. The best way to get your comments seen is to comment on the Jane Silent Bob page stream or possibly YouTube. On, on Facebook? On Facebook. On Facebook. It's okay. the best way to do it. So, Or if, we might just ignore all of you completely. Yeah. As pretty much a <laughs> fuck you to, to, to that one guy uh, who was commenting. Yeah. Because I will cut off my nose to spite my face. I've done it, folks. <laughs> but yeah, no, the best place to do it is to, to comment on the Facebook feed. Sometimes uh, it doesn't come through from certain YouTube channels or even other certain Facebook pages. So... Mm. Best place to do it is to comment from Jane Silent Bob's or mine or Mike's public page. So, uh, but yeah. we've got U.S. Comics Company. We, uh, I've been on their podcast. Uh, they are uh, awesome. We've got 
Let, let's let's give shout outs to everybody uh, yeah, so far. Except that guy David, from last David week. Clark, yeah, what was his name? We're not going to mention it because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, Michael Nettles, yes. I also can't wait to see Clerks 3. I cannot. Again. Um, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> uh, membership has its privileges, buddy. Uh, sorry about that. I saw a rough cut. We actually saw a rough cut. Uh, about, what was that, about eight months ago? Roughly. Roughly eight yeah. months. Well, there's a rough cut roughly eight months ago. That's that's awesome. I knew but, you were going to do, I knew you were going to make the, the connection. And Nicholas Power from Krypton Toys and Comics. Krypton Toys and Collect. Krypton Toys and Collectibles in beautiful BC. Uh, oh, wow. Before Christ. Nice. Love British, it. British it's, it's from, it's, you're, you're streaming through time, buddy. Before Christville? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. Holy crap. So he's in uh, he's in the realm of bedrock. He's he's actually no. Th- did you ever hear that fan theory that uh, the Flintstones is actually in the future? A post-apocalyptic. It's, future? It is post-apocalyptic, and George Jetson lives above the clouds. Yes, those clouds are radioactive waste, and underneath is the Flintstones. I've heard this theory. This and is I'm, a great theory. I love not, this theory. I do too because there's a little bit more validity to it than you think. There, there was a there was actually a crossover special in the '90s. I remember that it was awful. Where it, it's a terrible special, but I also like the idea that it wasn't a time machine that took them into the past. It was just a teleportation thing. Okay, there you go. just brought them to the ground. Right, yeah, just, and that's exactly it. So, you know, Spacely, uh, or Coswell's Cogs, or it was uh, Spacely Sprockets. Spacely Sprockets. Was, they were being dug up by, um, what was it, the, um, oh shit, what did Fred work for? Uh, Mr. Slate. Slate's Gravel Company? Slate's Gravel Company, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, so, yeah, all those cogs were made out of gravel. Slate's Gravel. So, Mr. Slate. Oh, my God. Um, Spacely. I loved those shows growing up. Flintstones, I think, was probably like one of my favorite Hanna-Barbera shows. Me too. I was not a huge fan of Scooby-Doo, except for the Scooby-Doo Adventures, where they would have mysteries with uh, special guests. Yeah, new Scooby-Doo Adventures. Yeah. I, well, I, I've always been a Scooby-Doo fan, so okay. I, I appreciate the old show. But I always loved... It was, it was still cartoony, but Flintstones felt like there was definitely more of a, a, a weirdly mature aspect of that show. Cause there it, cause absolutely it was. Because it was for prime time. Yeah, so it, was it was like their version of The Simpsons back in the 60s. Oh, yeah. ho, 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 where, you know, your parents are sitting there smoking right in front of you, you know, blowing yeah. smoke in your face. Like, ah, come here. Get an earache. There you go. And then you learn years later that it's Gleason, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, that's pretty much they it. ripped you off and made this <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. absolutely did, and it's you're you're like, and and you never knew what Barney did. They're like, let's be as vague as possible. And 100%. why why wouldn't he be in the sewers? I would put Barney in the sewer. In why the not? Sewer? Yeah, because Ed sewers? Norton was in the sewer. Yeah, did they have sewers? Yeah, they had sewers. They had to have sewers. Um, well, I mean, I was excited when oh, Michael man. opened the previews the other day, and they had uh, Kimba and Marine Boy. Oh which I don't know if you remember. I mean, that's way, way, way. I mean, no, it wasn't. Seen honey, it wasn't previews. It was. Uh, it was toy ventures. Toy ventures. Toy ventures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not previews. So. Um, okay, my regrets. No, because awesome. no, no, no. I'm just saying toy it because no, no. I'm saying it because people, people are, are gonna, gonna be the out there. No, they're gonna be like, where can yeah. well previews? You can order stuff. Oh. Okay. Toy ventures. You you know, it's like, hey, this is what came out like a hundred years ago, and 
Previous is like, this so is what's coming out in two months. Marine Boy and no, no, one, no one's bringing back Marine Boy. U.S. Comics Company just left a, a great comment. Scooby Doo guest, star, guest starring um, Batman or the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes. Fire. Batman. Would- oh, it's Batman. Always Batman, uh, mainly because I was a comic book kid. Um, they never really got the. You could never get the true uh, gristle of the Harlem Globetrotters because they only had like five of them. And. There were more than five Harlem oh, yeah. Globetrotters. There were like 10,000 of them. Yeah, every, as long as it features Curly in, the, in that sense. True, but it's like when they teamed up with the Three Stooges. Yeah. It was, you had Curly Joe. And you're like, that is, he is the least of the Stooges. Okay. You know, if, if you're going to have, you know, a, a Stooge. I mean, granted, the original Curly was long dead by that time. So you can't really, but you can find his you know, grandson or something and have him do it, yeah. have him ape it instead of the, the dude that was in the Abbott and Costello walking around with the lollipop and dressing <laughs> up like little Lord Fauntleroy, which was creepy as shit. Good Lord. I know, right? But see, you know what? You're bringing... Scooby-Doo had also done a couple of things with Batman, too. Like, it wasn't just the initial Scooby-Doo movies. No. There was something recently that had Diedrich Baker return to play Batman. Oh, Diedrich Bader, yes. Yeah, Diedrich Bader, sorry. That's okay. And he was doing something in the vein of the new Scooby-Doo mysteries, but it was a straight-up Batman movie that just happened to have the Scooby-Doo characters in it. That is so cool. It, it's actually pretty awesome. I think Adam West voiced uh, Batman in those episodes, actually. I think huh. it was. like if I'm, not, if I'm wrong, please let me know in the comments, but I think it was Adam West. Well, in Brave and the Bold, they did have the Scooby-Doo uh, gang. Yeah, they had an episode with them. Yeah, uh, with Weird Al Yankovic. Oddly enough, so I like how he just shows up randomly yeah. sometimes in cartoons playing himself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 he's yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Weird Al Yankovic for God's sake. So he's oh, no, for sure. and he is. He's got a book coming out that we're gonna have in his stash. Oh, that's so, yeah. right. I remember you yeah. showing it to me. So we're, yeah, yeah, we uh, we love Weird Al. I mean, he's he's like pop culture royalty. Oh, 110 percent. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I've always been a I've always been a Weird Al fan. I remember being shown Beat It. And then my dad immediately showing me eat it and being like, these two are equally great. It's okay. But I, I, I love Weird Al Yankovic. Someone actually convinced me recently I might go see him in concert next time he comes around. Oh, here. you should. Oh, I'm, and hey, tell you what. Let me know when it is and maybe we'll, uh, we'll join School you. School trip. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be. Um, at the risk of being ham-fisted, because we've got somebody waiting in the wings. We do. We do have a special guest. But I did. we have top five. Top five, top five. You want to hit top five for me? Sure. But it's actually going to only be top it's, one? No, it's all going to be all five. Okay, here we go. This is a big one. so big. Top five. Top five. I love that. That is fantastic. I love it so much. <laughs> so today, our biggin. This is this is all five. Ooh, I see uh, a name on there. I already is, like you. Do uh, this is fantastic for full circle slipcase edition by Ooh. Alex Ross. I've been waiting for this to come out for a while, Ooh. and this is top five. This is all five. So this is amazing. Uh, it is. I'll, I'll show you this. The Fantastic Four featured on the top five. Right, and Only uh, the secret stat. well, this and the Fantastic, the book, 
the slipcase, and the Fantastic Four are the top five. Yeah. So, oh there my we go. god, the artwork's amazing. God damn it, it's um, Alex Ross. It is it's true. <laughs> so uh, you've got your little origin here in this is so amazing. The uh, this is the the dust cover. The dust jacket is that's just um, the dust cover. That's the dust jacket. Yes. And then you you look inside here and you see Alex Ross's sketches and such. Um, it's beautiful. This is all. That's a sketch. <laughs> I know. Jesus, I that's know. a whole ass art assignment for me. That back is. In the day. Are you kidding? That for me would have been like seven years of labor. Oh my uh, god! And it just it's got you've got a Dagwood sandwich uh, starts this whole thing off. And then a Dagwood um, sandwich. I mean, swear to God. I mean, like literally. A literally, a honey. When I say a Dagwood sandwich, I, he even says, "I got all the fixings for a Dagwood sandwich." <coughs> That's amazing. And his rock hard stomach, which is really weird to say, but whatever. And I mean the thing. It he's ma the it thing. Makes he, sense. Yeah, and he's saying it out loud just to himself. Just, yeah. We so, don't say it out loud. He can say that. Out exactly. Loud. <laughs> and this is so Kirby esque, and nobody did. Um, cosmic like Kirby, except now uh, we've got Alex Ross doing cosmic like Kirby. Yeah. And uh, John Byrne, in my opinion, was one of the uh, best artists to carry on um, Jack's legacy. So what is this story? And this is this story like, is, this is new or is this like... This is brand spanky new. Okay, so and this isn't a reprint of like an old no, story. This is a new Alex Ross. No, this Ross. is a new Alex Ross. Oh. Um, and he had me guessing here. There are a couple of things in here that I'm like, holy crap. Um, you get to see Annihilus. Ooh. Annihilus, the master of the negative zone. So the, um, the Fantastic Four go to the negative zone. And this is very reminiscent and... This is amazing, but very reminiscent of the old uh, third eye posters that Marvel produced in the 70s, very late 60s, early 70s, where they would take um, uh, established artists. They would maybe take a panel that was really cool and just color it this way. I'm, uh, I, have, I have a uh, Silver Surfer. See, I'm gonna take my my education hat and turn it to learning uh -huh. mode. Is the and I'm very sorry. So, is the negative zone the same space as the phantom zone, or is this like no? A different, it's this the is very phantom, different. Phantom zone is um, DC's number one. Well, number one is DC's, and the phantom oh zone my God, is a idiot. It's Mar Marvel. No, no, that's okay. Uh, Don't no no. Hey, Marvel DC. This is why we confused. ask. This is why we ask okay. questions so we learn, dumbass. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was from The Simpsons, folks. I'm, I'm not calling Christian a dumbass because Christian is okay. anything but. I, it's, no, it's, you are happens. far from a dumbass. DC and Marvel. So, um, it's early in the morning, The folks. Phantom Zone is over there, coffee. and people are just immaterial in the Phantom Zone. However, in the Negative Zone, Thank you. Um, matter becomes antimatter, and antimatter, the Negative Zone, becomes matter. So if you oh. touch something in there without going through, uh, they call it, Oh God! What what do you got there, Reed? Reed calls this something cool, like the. Um, where are you, buddy? I need, I need me my glasses. Wow. I also Pretty know cool why time. I switched up the two now, because the last book that I read by Alex Ross was uh, the distortion area. That's what you have to go through the distortion area, which <laughs> messes with you uh, on like a, uh, an atomic level and uh, makes the thing whoopsie. Because I just read Kingdom Come, that's right. why. So I'm when okay. I hear Alex Ross, I was just like. Yes, DC. 
I want oh, really funny. It says, four. "Get your crummy black light mitts off me," which is like oh my he's God. referencing what's going on here. This so, artwork, people, this, this like it I, is. You have to beautiful. see it to believe it. And this is all. It's, it's sketched oh, it's and Ross. yeah. And this is he's he's um, he did. How long ago was this announced? Uh, about six months ago, and he's at their their version of Earth. Uh, in the uh, negative zone, oh, which okay. is really, really cool. And uh, it actually references a story that uh, happened, this man, this monster. And it, it, um, it expands upon it and does such an amazing job. This is, uh, folks, if you have, if Do you can. Do we have one for CJ? See, CJ Robles is going to be here. He wants to pick one up on Sunday. I will throw one aside. If you're going to be here on Sunday, uh, I, I have like five of these. These are limited, especially the uh, slipcase cover are very limited. This was uh, printed. They only have 3,000 of the slipcase. And, uh, of course, two of them go to me and Sunday Jeff, um, <laughs> which is, which is and all fine and me. good. How much, are, how much is this? $40. For? 40 bucks? 40 bucks. I'm buying all of and them. And you can get the, uh, the regular, which is not slipcased, for 25 And I don't think they've got a... A ceiling on you know, how limited is the the slipcase? Three thousand. Three thousand. Yes. And then that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get me the slipcase because right. that is it's that's dope. beautiful. Yeah, it that's is. A, dope. That's a great book. It is fantastic. So all right, so we got someone waiting in the wings. You want to introduce this guest? Yeah, sure. I'd let's, love to. Let's do it. This is uh, this gentleman is uh, a, we we started a partnership with him. He's. Um, his name is Joe Bodner of Bodner's Auctions. Now, uh, sharp-eyed fans will know Joe from uh, Comic Book Men, and we did a few episodes with Joe. The Gary Khan over the Gary Khan. Um, you remember Gary Khan? Gary Khan. Uh, Joe was Joe helped us raise money for Gary Gary Khan over, uh, and we also uh, when Ming and I were uh, married, he was. And appropriate that the Fantastic Four is my top five because Ming and I had to get married as Mr. Fantastic and Sue Susan Storm. Storm. Yeah. I remember that episode. Um, yeah, thank <laughs> yeah, thanks. I remember that episode too. And I think did, I have to get that annulled, by the way. And what did Joe do? Uh, Joe was the auctioneer for that because we had, it was uh, a competition between uh, Walt and Brian and me and Ming mm -hmm. as who can um, make the most money. All right, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in, Joe Bodner. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Bodner. All right, all right. Welcome, hey, to, this, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Good, 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 good. Thank you. And uh, Bodner's Auctions is um, uh, our official um, – we have a partnership. Uh, if there is somebody that brings me books that are well above my means to buy, I send them out to Joe. Because Joe will get you the uh, the best price possible because he actually um, auctions stuff off, which is great. Yes, yes. I, I, I tried to do that very well. Basically, we were at our auctions. We used to run around the That's even better, Joe. I mean, you probably get even more people who I, I know you did it online for a while, or I'm. I'm sorry. You did it online in conjunction with having a physical uh, place. That is correct. So, yes, you use 
Hold on. Ooh. One second, Joe. Boy, One second. Buddy. We had to put you on. I have to kick him, people. Hold on one second. Yeah, there was some terrible... Someone was telling me in the comments that there was a terrible, terrible feedback loop. So hold on, guys. We're just going to make sure... Sh- we're going to see what's going on here. We're gonna, uh, we'll, we'll bring you back. Yeah, there's something going on. I think Joe's going to probably have to put on a pair of headphones. Joe, sorry about that, boss. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Better, 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 better. Let's see. People at home, let us know. Does that sound better? Because we don't hear the echo. Well, the guy's Michael Bass. I mean, doesn't... I mean, Michael Bass is what it is. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. Uh, it, it, it could be on my end. I, I, I tried six, six different, different computers, computers to get you up online. online. I'm, I'm not that tech savvy. I'm going to do it on my cell phone now. I'm going to go shoot. Plus, I got a new live cam for the orchestra today. I could use my regular computer. Gotcha. Can you hear me all right? You're doing great. It said in the stucco. We got no there idea. You go. We could auction here too. 20 get about 30 get about 40 get about 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. And blah, 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 blah. So, um, exactly. how about now, guys? Is there still something there? Well, anybody in the, in the comments? Oh, no, there like, is still an echo. Someone says there is no echo, bad echo. Okay, now. Someone said it's good now. All right, good. There, there we go. go. You sound dope. So, well, now we sound dope. All right, we sound dope. We've never sounded dope. Don't <laughs> <we> lie. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, Joe, tell us how somebody how somebody from Comic Book Men approached you. Oh boy. So, I guess uh, you know that's a good question. How how that all came to be? I believe uh, Rob Bruce uh, contacted me about uh, doing a segment where you guys were going to come. So I think the first time you guys were on the show, you did the scavenger hunt. Where then you had to get married to Ming, obviously. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, I, he approached us on coming out. How did we feel about taping and and having uh, you guys come in and do a thing? And I was like all for it. I thought it would be a great idea. Uh, and uh, you guys came out, and I thought uh, it was definitely interesting. <laughs> and you never know what you're going to find, and you never know what uh, what uh, is going to make you the most money because obviously things that you bought you thought were going to make you a fortune and it didn't. And with other stuff, uh, you get uh, bigger buy. So you never know what something's going to bring. You know. Yeah, it's the name of the game, though. That's uh, that is pretty damn awesome. Um, now I'm I'm not going to mention names here because um, I don't even think the guy listens to us. But that's perfectly fine. I'm still not going to mention his name. Uh, I had contacted you because I had gotten a phone call about a guy who had to um, move from his place, but he needed to get rid of all of his toys. Let's talk about this one, Joe, because this was interesting. And I'm going to tell you a little, uh, there's an addendum to this. Um, So I get the call from a guy and he's, he's, I want to, I want to, you have no idea what I have. Okay. And I'm like, no, I don't. Cause we're talking on the phone and you know, I, I don't have telescopic vision anymore. So, um, he said, I, I went up to his place and he had a, it was a four room, one, two, three, four room, um, apartment. Okay. And every room had wall to ceiling boxes yep. of just stuff that he had purchased. And this was relatively, um, new stuff. Right, Joe? Yeah, and no, it was mostly, I would say, within the past 15 years, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Yes. So, but he went whole hog on this stuff because he went, he bought two of almost everything. Okay. And uh, I was wandering around and he had, he's like, I have to be out of here in three weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I said, huh. And they're all, they're all still in their original boxes. And I'm like, I, 
if I start, and it's like a Jenga thing where if you pull one thing out, it's all coming. You will down. die. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's you've got a tidal wave of cardboard. You become one with the apartment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I, and and it was like a it was like a mystery tour because that was almost like a storage war type situation where as you got in, you had no idea what was there. You didn't know if you were getting into a hundred hours worth of stuff and a bunch of junk, or if you're getting tens of thousand dollars worth of stuff and uh, you didn't know what was there. Exactly. Is this and the guy who had the who had the altar set up too? Is yes. Hold on. And oh, hold on. No, right, no, no, no. Right. I'm just. I'm just. Trying hold to on, to honey. You're getting ahead of that. <laughs> I, I love you. You're getting that way ahead of me. Uh, so I'm. And that was. I went there and I was like astonished by this. But I'm also. I also knew that there's no way that I could absorb this much product in that short amount of time. And I also know that this guy's looking for top dollar. And I, so the only conclusion that I came uh, to, I'm sitting there looking at was Joe Bodner, Bodner's auctions. Um, you know, we, like I said, we, uh, we send people to Bodner's auctions, uh, especially if you're local, you've done stuff for us, uh, people as far out as, uh, Minnesota. That's true. Yes. Yeah. You, and thank you so much for that. And you've, you've done us some, 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 uh, big time favors like, um, Gary Conover. That was, I mean, I know that that was, it's great publicity, but it's, you also have a heart. Your team is amazing. So well, thank you. No, we, we take a lot of pride in what we do and we always want to do it right. You know, we do a ton of research prior to the auction and not even that we're working at, with the auction. We're not going in there and trying to buy it as cheap as possible and sell it as much as possible. We're working together as a team, getting the most we can for the client and we work on commission. So Bob, the bottom line is the more you make is the more we make and we do everything we can to market it and get the most we possibly can out of that situation. With that, with that water house, what was interesting about that, you know, his, his toys did phenomenal. And even while I was there picking it up, if you could believe this, items were being shipped to his house from Amazon of more action figures as oh. I'm picking up the other stuff. So, Oh, absolutely. I yeah, know so he was still, he was still in the thick of buying stuff, even though he had to get rid of stuff, you know? Gotcha. And here's, <laughs> here's, yeah, that's the hoarder mentality, but I here's the thing. It. And I have to throw this out there, Joe, because I know you saw this. Uh, he had set up one of the rooms was his mom's bedroom. She had passed away a couple of years before, but he had an altar set up to her, which creeped me the, the hell out. Cause he's like, come on in to my mom's room. And I'm like, I'd rather not come on in Norman. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and I'm looking for the boiled skull and I'm, I'm not finding it, but I'm, I'm still Norman's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, like, Oh crap. And, um, I'm like, that's when I called you. And I'm like, hi, I'm on the phone uh, with somebody who knows my exact whereabouts. <laughs> so <laughs> we're good. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he did well. But there was a yeah. postscript to this. And I because he was um, a, a challenge. He was a challenging person. Yes. Uh, because I got a phone call because uh, I stupidly gave my cell phone out. <laughs> uh, which I, I never do, but I did in this particular case because I needed to see some stuff. I worked and for you for six months before I got your phone number. So I can, I, can, I can attest to this. I had to vet you, man. Yeah. Um, but I got a phone call because uh, he's trying to tell me that um, you were late sending a check. And I called him. He called me at midnight. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. and if you ever anybody ever calls me and it's you're not in the hospital and especially this guy and, and you can ask my wife you wake me up out of a sound sleep i am cranky <laughs> i am very very cranky no that was the kind of guy he was i think i think the check the check was in the mail but it was only no like, 
one day I called the next day and it turns out that he had gotten it, but he just didn't realize it. It was in a pile of mail because he was a <laughs> fucking hoarder. Which, well, he was a fucking hoarder. I mean, there's oh no question God. about it. There was, there was stuff all over the place. Even after we took it, he wanted some stuff back. And I was like, listen, man, you can't take things back. It doesn't work that way. I came there. I helped you out. But every time you take something back, you're taking commission out of my pocket. I mean, and I've already done work at this point. So right. he, and he that's, was problematic. Yeah, but you got him. And I mean, you got him more than he paid. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And that kind of situation, was he happy? Probably not. He always thinks his stuff is worth more, but that's okay. But it's uh, it 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 did extremely well. I think I think the 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 big hidden treasure of that deal was there was two long boxes of comics there. You know, out of his whole big truck, I sent a big truck out there. We took about I'm going to say 200 boxes of toys, 300 boxes of toys. It, it consumed two auctions. We actually had. Uh, the first sale was 250 lots. The next sale was about 200 lots. So there was quite a bit there. But two long boxes of comics ended up bringing about 35,000 for him. And he still wasn't happy with that. And I Which, said, we didn't know that it was there, you know? Which kills me because that was that's what I went up for. I went right. up for the toys, but he said, I've got a couple of boxes of comics. We couldn't even find the comic books right, because right, they were right. buried so deeply under. And this was this one room that everything was buried under. Yeah, and I, I wanted everywhere. <laughs> I wanted to see his comic books, but no, no, I I was not allowed to. Right, right. You got right. you got creeped out by mom's room and was just like, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I'm good digging. Seriously, I don't need to use the stairs. I can go out the window, no problem. But now here's the only question that I have because you said that a lot of his stuff was from the past 10, 15 years, and yes, I know there's a, a lot of collectible things that have been released. Yes, but I don't know of like any like real signature toy brands that like have anything that significant in the last 10 mm. years sideshow maddie yeah. collector oh those type of toys yes yeah. yeah oh okay yeah we're talking like collectors DC select stuff. yeah it was like dc select and action figures all men on the card a lot of predator alien horror type uh uh action figures men on the card stuff like that and that stuff does hold its value does it bring not necessarily does it bring what he paid for, but there are limited edition runs, just like that book you were just talking about, you know, where they make 3,000 of them. That's something that's going to be an investment and go up and you put up an auction in another five to 10 years. It'll bring more than what you're actually retailing it for. So there are things out there that are only 5, 10, 15 years old that are bringing a fortune. And, uh, you know, that was a part of what was there. But, yeah, some of the newer stuff is great. I mean, even Magic the Gathering. I mean, we had a Magic the Gathering collection a year and a half ago where I had all a bunch of alpha and beta cards and, and I didn't know what the stuff was. This is how I got an education on that. And we sold 200 cards or actually 200 lots, which was, there was a couple sets for, uh, it was uh, almost three quarters of a million dollars. So, I mean, it was unbelievable. But I got a big education on magic, the gathering and people would say, Hey, baseball cards from the fifties are worth money, but even newer stuff, Pokemon, magic, the gathering, yeah. things that are oh, only no. 20 years old uh, are bringing a fortune in today's market. I was I yeah. see I knew about the Pokemon cards as of recently because I, I would that was not one of my things growing up but I had friends who had vintage piles of cards like lo like lots of old school Pokemon cards and walked away with a lot of money. Oh yeah, unbelievable! Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. people speculating on that kind of stuff. Like when we have a lot like that in the auction, when you, I don't necessarily 
describe every single piece in there and we'll display like in a on a, on a photograph and people are looking at it. they're speculating and they're they're banking they're going to get a card in there that's worth 200 300 500 but there's pokemon cards now that just sold they brought like two hundred thousand. i mean it's unbelievable when you think about it uh, it is because there's a gentleman here who's who comes in quite often his son flew out to vegas with his pokemon collection and sold it for seven hundred thousand dollars wow yeah so i was like can uh, I'm I not going to give you a I'm, I'm not giving you a discount anymore. I collected the wrong <laughs> stuff when I was a kid. Yes, you did. Um, so, Joe, you have a, a you have a, an auction going off today, correct? Oh, yeah, I do have a sale today. Today is geared more antiques and collectibles and things of that nature. But we do run the auctions every three weeks, uh, two to three weeks. And our next comic book sale is on September uh Oh my goodness! Fourteenth and fifteenth. Those are the two days. I got an action figure sale and a comic book sale coming up on those particular September fourteenth is comics. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll we'll grab a link and we'll uh, put that in. So can I ask a quick question, Joe? Do you mind giving like the the one or one and a half minute version? If someone works with an auction house, what's the experience like? So basically, what we would do is uh, some we would either. We would either come out to the house or people bring it to us. But generally, I would come out to the house, meet with the person, take a look at their collection, see exactly what's there, give them a thought process of what we do, and 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 give them an estimate based upon what I think it would sell for. But with comic books, it's been difficult. I've been more giving the, the spiel that, listen, we take it, we go through it. I have a couple of experts that work with us. We go through every single comic. So if we get a collection and say there's 20,000 comics, 50,000 comics, we bring it in, my, my main man, Darren, and I and Erica, we all sit down together. We go through each one. First, we prior, uh, uh, categorize it by uh, Batman, Superman, etc. Also by Golden Age, Silver Age, or what have you. Put it all together. Then we look for actual uh, issues that are key issues that might have first appearances or what have you with that. And then we try to put together lots that are going to generate about $100 or above in each single lot. And then once we do that, we put a catalog together where we take each item, we do a full description of everything that's in that particular lot. We do photographs of each lot. So you can, when you look online, you can see everything that's in that particular lot. We do some thought processes of, uh, of uh, um, condition because obviously condition makes a big difference. Uh, we don't generally get things graded, but if you have a book that's going to be, say, 10,000 or above, I would recommend possibly getting it graded. But sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of a purist. I'd rather sell it fresh like it is and let people speculate on what, what the uh, what the book might grade out because you know people are gambling on that as well. And obviously, if you get a book that's a sixth grade, it's going to bring maybe five thousand. But if it comes out at a ten, it could be a hundred thousand. And people start speculating that sometimes that works better in our situation with the auction. But basically, we take it, we sort it, we photograph it, we catalog it, upload it to our website and different websites. I'm on Live Auctioneers, Invaluable Auction Zip, and on a plat bidding platform that's our own website. You register to bid. Everything starts at ten dollars. There's no reserves, no guarantees, anything of that nature. Everything starts at ten bucks, and uh, people get interested. Bidding, 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 bidding. They bid generally for it. We put it up online for about two to three weeks, sometimes four weeks, where you bid like a eBay style, where you're putting a bid in and you can see the bid progressing. But when the sale goes live, like today, we go live at eleven a.m. 11 a.m., we open up the door. We do a webcast like this. I'm in front of a computer screen. We bring up item number one. Uh, say the pre-bidding is up to $200. We open it up. 200, get about two and a quarter, two and a half, 275, 300. Three and a quarter, three and a half, 375, not four, get about four and a quarter. <laughs> da, 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 sold right over there to buyer number 231. 
and each item goes up that way. So we sell it live and we have a component. That's awesome. We have a component with the uh, live feed that it makes you feel like you're at the auction. You know, a lot of these different online sales these days, you're looking at a computer screen. Nobody's talking. It's just a number going up. We bring an element to it that we're bringing excitement in a show and talking about each item as we sell. it. So that's the process, which is actually a big process. You know, we, we work on commission. My commission varies, but I'm generally 35%, maybe some cataloging fees and things of that nature. But there's a lot of work that's entailed there. When we put a catalog. I was say, that's a ton of work, Joe. Oh, yeah. No, it's a ton of work. So if you put a catalog together like that with my crew it's a two to three week process there's usually a week of research a week of cataloging a week of uploading then we have the sale and then it's another week to two weeks of shipping because we handle shipping too so not only are we putting it out there that we're buying it and selling it we are also shipping it so i'm like a one-stop promotion uh shipping department advertising one-stop shop yeah one-stop no. shop exactly no. Here's the so does that so does the amount that you usually take away from that depend on the auction or is it always kind of the same or does it sometimes differ depending on what you're actually auctioning off? Yeah, so so my business is really vital because it's 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 all on what I find in the house. It's all in the collection. We could have a sale that brings ten thousand for the whole sale and it's like a bummer, or we could have a sale that brings a hundred, two hundred thousand and it, and it's a payday for me. So <laughs> it's a real gambling type of business. I mean, that's how I, I look at it. Uh, but you know, things bring what they're supposed to bring at the auction. So, you know, we've also apply an estimate to everything and generally it falls within estimates. Sometimes people go in this crazy bidding war. It brings 10 times of what it's we think it's gonna bring. And sometimes we might estimate so that two to three hundred and it brings 75 100 dollars because there was no interest that particular day but dollar for dollar we're getting about i would say on average we're doing better than 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 wholesale getting out to the collectors and doing and getting a lot of retail participation every auction i generally have about a thousand to fifteen hundred viewers that are watching wow. and uh, bidding on sale day uh and we have another eight to twelve thousand bidders that have registered for the sale and participating so there's a lot of competition once you put it into that ring that's, That's crazy. Excellent. And and how much did Mama's boiled skull bring? <laughs> it was priceless. Reserve not met. I, I, I'm so, I sold an eyeball once before. So I mean, you oh, know, that, oh God. That, that's uh that I found actually the psycho theme. If you can imagine that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh that that answers like five questions here that we've got on, <laughs> on our feed for so you. So we had I had posted a thing where it was like if anybody had any questions for you, we could uh they could leave a comment. Um some of them it's it, it could be boiled down to the same thing, but uh someone was curious, what was the best lot of comics that you had ever sold personally? Wow. So I think there's uh there's two collections that come in mind. I mean, we had an amazing fantasy fifteen. I've had that comic book three times where uh, the first time ungraded, it was pretty beat. Uh, it brought, oh boy, I think it was 15,000. And then the, uh, uh, the next one we found in our house was 36,000. And there was one that we just sold recently that was extremely beat. And that still brought 20,000, 22,000. But what was, what was interesting about that, over the course of five years, seeing what Amazing Fantasy 15 has almost come up in value like a stock market, like a ticker. I mean, you know, it was like every year it, it kind of put on another $2,000 or $3,000 in the overall when you're looking at the prices going forward. But the best comic collection I ever found, and this is probably one of the first collections I've ever sold as, a, as like a large collection, was about 15 years ago. I was doing a house contents uh, up in uh, uh, Chester, 
And I remember I went in the house. We're taking the house contents. I the house contents was like ten to twenty thousand. I told them, and they were all cool. We're there picking it up. So up in the attic, we get two long boxes of comics, right? Bring them down, and uh, and we sit on the floor. And my one guy who uh, uh, I eventually trained to be an auctioneer at that time, he was just carrying stuff for me. But Tommy uh, Superman Graves, uh, which you might remember, he was on the show auctioneering uh, at one of the sales. Very enthusiastic guy. Knows everything about every comic. Will tell you every single story about every comic in there. And uh, we're carrying furniture, these two boxes down. We start bringing them out. We're looking. We're looking. And he's like, what? First appearance of Superman, Batman, blah, 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 blah. first appearance of this one, first appearance of that one. I was like, oh, okay, great. It was all golden age, action comics, Batman, Superman, 12 centers, beautiful stuff. I knew nothing about it. I didn't even bring in an expert at that time. I knew nothing about it. So we photograph it. We put it up on uh, in different uh, publications that deal with the antiques and collectibles. And the right buyers come uh, that participate at the auction. And the two long boxes of comics – we sell almost every comic individually, and it brought $175,000 for two long boxes of comics. And things were bringing five grand, eight grand, three grand, six grand, five grand. And who knows? I might have gave something away that day, I, but still, it was a phenomenal find, in my opinion. That opened my eyes to, like, wow, there's some fucking serious value here in comic books. You know, I never even thought that that would be the case, and it blew me away. The guy was ecstatic. I made a great commission and everybody was happy. And I'm sure people who bought it probably got good deals and they went off and made money at that point. But now, you know, as we're putting stuff online, it's just opening the door to much more collectors participating versus when we were just live back then. So, Wow. That's a, that's amazing. I'm just sitting here thinking like for what these things will go for. And I'm like, I can make such a good movie with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you might have a collaboration coming. I'm like, I could do so much cool <laughs> shit. Um, someone had asked also, uh, will you assess pieces for insurance purposes? Or is that something? That's something I don't really do because if you're going to do something for insurance purposes, you, you really need to have an USPAP certified appraisal in order for a, uh, uh, an insurance company or if somebody was to take you to court or something like that, you really need that certification of an USPAP certification. And an USPAP certification, I used to have, but it had a lot of continuing education. I didn't do enough written appraisals to do such a thing. We will give an evaluation prior to the auction, uh, but a lot of times that gets tricky too. So a lot of people will contact me and say, hey, what do you think this is going to bring? What do you think that's going to bring? And I go, listen, it's really hard until we get your collection into our possession and we fully go through it because you know how it is. You can open up a comic and they took a cutout and the cutout's missing or a corner is just a little bent or or whatever. There's so many factors there that will make a variation of a comic worth money. That I, I have a tendency not to give a full-blown high-end evaluation over, like I say, an email or stuff. But for insurance purposes, you want to look for somebody that's USPAP certified in order for it to actually be – uh, um, for an insurance company to use because that's going to be the real situation there. Anybody could write an appraisal, but it needs to be USPAP certified. Awesome. Um, I think this is probably like one more question from the from the audience. Yeah, we know you got to leave soon, Joe. You got time for one more? Yeah, I got one more. Exactly. Cool. All right. Simple, effective. Who got you in the comics? Wow. So, you know, it's funny. I'm more into the auction business and the auction profession but as a kid, see, I'm not a superhero kind of guy. I do love Batman. Don't get me wrong. Batman's probably my favorite comic out there. But I'm more into the Batman of watching the movie with uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Michael Keaton. I mean, that's my kind of Batman. However, I'm a big Garfield fan and Snoopy, ah. 
Peanuts, Hanna Barbera. That's my that's my Looney Tunes. I have a collection of uh, production. Speaking my language. Like yeah, so that's my kind of thing. So I have I have a lot of production cells of Looney Tunes, Sylvester and Tweety, and things of that nature in my collection. And I just I just loved Heathcliff and Garfield and 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 Snoopy and the Peanuts. I love Snoopy. I mean he, that the whole Peanuts gang, Charlie Brown, everything is my kind of thing. So you know, Darren always makes fun of me. You know, oh, you you like those girly type of uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? I'm like, no, man. I, I'm just not He's a mind his own business. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Darren, you and I are going to have to have a little chat, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, they always make fun of me for that. But, you know, it's cool. Actually, I, I actually have a, a – I have a – in January coming up next year, we have an original comic art collection. There was about 500 pieces of comic art, and three of the pieces are Heathcliff. So I was like, oh, finally, something I really like that, that I actually might bid on for myself in comic art. But there, I have three pieces of Heathcliff uh, comic art, original comic <laughs> art coming up. I, you know, Heathcliff, it's, it's he and Marmaduke just, eh. right, and he's he's like he's like a, a a low rent version of Garfield. I'm sorry, yeah, no, I agree, but he was still funny. You know, he 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 always got Sonia, so I mean, he was always in a fight for Sonia. All right, you go, and I'm I'm sorry, but I'm also that guy who's who always thought that uh, Woody Woodpecker was like a, a crap version of Bugs Bunny. So yeah, well, Woody Woodpecker's and- good too. <laughs> yeah, well, Woody, Woody started crap. Woody was the instigator, which kind of pissed me off. And, yeah, yeah it, but he had me at Hanna Barbera. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, Hanna Barbera is the yeah. best. I mean, listen, we just had a large collection of Cell Cell uh, three months ago, and we had a Hanna Barbera where it was the Flintstones versus the Jetsons concept oh. art that they were playing baseball. And it was so fucking cool. And, you know, I, I underbid it and I didn't buy it. And the only reason I didn't buy it is because it didn't have color in it. And I, I'm more like when it comes to production cells and stuff, I like the color in it. When they and have the paint on the like, back of the cell. Yeah, exactly. So this was more of a black and white concept drawing, but it was beautiful. It brought a thousand bucks or eleven hundred, which was enough wow. money. But uh, just you know, that hand of Barbera is great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, thank you so much, Joe. This was this was amazing to to sit in and have your your knowledge on auctions and even nerd out on some things thank you for joining us today no problem thank you make sure you check out the comic book sale it is next not next week but the week hour september September 14th check it up online bodnersauctions.com so b-o-d-n-a-r-s auction.com check it out uh bidding's online now and Maybe I'll come back next month and we could discuss what the stuff sold for you that'd be great yeah Yeah, let's do that sounds great all right, Joe. Thanks so much. Wonderful. No thanks, problem, guys. Joe. Thanks for having me. Take care. Well, Ryan Carey Ware said that his wife just bought a hundred ish Golden Age Looney Tunes comics last year. Golden Age Looney Tunes comics? Wow. I didn't mm. even know such a thing existed. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, it was Dell Comics. So yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's possible. Awesome. Dell Comics. Nice. Dell Comics. Dell was uh, IDW for IDW was IDW. Uh, oh, Dell that's Comics. Cool. Was, Dell Comics was they would do um, the. Oh my gosh! Here um, they are. Look at that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, uh, it's amazing, right? Uh, they were. Um, they were IDW before IDW. Yeah, yeah. they were. They were. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word. God damn it! Uh, I hate when that happens, folks. But um, they the would. Original. They would do. The OG. Um, sh- I'm trying to think of names. Think of words. Mm. 
words and, and it might just be the word of the day too so oh um, my god i know if you say the word of the day folks scream um, real loud <laughs> it was um they were oh god um they, they would they would just get the rights they would uh get the rights to um existing properties which is i'm blanking on the fucking name because covid brain thank you so much folks thanks christopher mcdonald licensed yes licensed properties that's what they would they did god damn it um i'm gonna kick myself in the ass all day licensed properties god damn it so licensing folks licensing is the name of the game um no they were they were uh licensing they uh, well up into the 60s and 70s okay well actually not 70s but well into the 60s oh my god Listen, um, so, yeah, they would, um, they did Dragnet and Get Smart and just stuff from the, like I said, the 60s. It was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Then Charlton came in and did the same thing with, like, Space 1999. Okay. Yeah. Some people are leaving in the comments, scream real loud. They said the word of the day. Ah! There you go. <laughs> I love that, guys. Thank you for that. Uh, Mecca like a high, make a high ho, yes. <laughs> oh, man. All hail, Jambi. All hail Jambi. Oh, my God. You ever seen the live show that he did a couple of years ago? It was exclusively on HBO, but it was like semi-adult, a more adult. No, it, it was Playhouse. before Pee-wee's Playhouse. That was before, because Phil Hartman was in it. That's right. Yes. There was the, there was, and, there was the older one that predates yep. Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it served as a basis for the show. Yeah. Then they Which revived was, it. Give me the hands, Pee-wee. Give me the hands. Because that's what Jambi wanted, the hands. <laughs> so, and... um. Uh, Phil Hartman was Captain Carl. Was it Captain Carl? Folks, if you remember this, he was um, an old fisherman. Arr, and, like um, a Popeye knockoff. Sort of, but yeah. uh, he... Um, God, Captain, was it Captain Carl? I, I think it was Captain Carl. Captain Carl, and uh, he got screwed out of Pee-wee money. Poor Phil Hartman. Phil, did he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking, uh, that story, because I think they were friends. Oh, wow. Because Pee-wee and yeah, he was Paul Rubens. He was on the show, wasn't he? For no. like a limited... No, he wasn't? No, he never was. But didn't he help write that movie? Be uh, Big Adventure? He was... Was he in Pee-wee's... He might have, because he, he collaborated with Paul Rubens. A lot. Damn. So, yeah. And that was... Pre... That was pre-Saturday Night Live. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. P Paul, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, Paul Rubens. Uh, oh, there you are. See? Wow. And I don't think he, uh, he was in the movie. I don't think so either. I'm not entirely sure. But I do watch that movie. Yes, he was. Oh, he was, was the he? reporter. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, he should have had a bigger role. But that was when he was first starting out. Yeah. Oh, God. I love Phil Hartman. I love that movie. Me that's, too. That's one of my... Like, Actually, we're going to put that on today, honey. We're going to watch a little Pee-wee's Playhouse. Okay. <laughs> Joel's like, oh, God. Guess my, I'm spending my... most of my time over at the office. <laughs> My did you guys not show? Did you not show the kids Pee Wee's Playhouse growing up? Or no, was but that I one did, of the ones you avoided. I did show. I, we showed them uh, the Batman. We showed them the Tim Burton stuff. But, okay. Uh, yeah, we didn't give them Pee Wee's Playhouse. We didn't do. Uh, yeah, we didn't do uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure or Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, Pee Wee's Big we Adventure is like it's a little bit of a leap from the show because it's arguably a little more terrifying <laughs> than not the show. Not even really. I mean, there's not a lot of like. It, it left a lot to the imagination, like Large Marge. Oh, good. Oh, I mean, come on. Good God. Large Marge I, wasn't, you know. That scared the ever-loving shit out of me uh, as a kid. Oh, my God. I, 
uh, straight up flashback because it comes out of nowhere, Large Marge. <laughs> so I'm, CJ, I'm sorry, CJ Robles. Thank you so much. That's that's I needed to uh, I needed to know that. That's great. Phil Hartman was a pardon me was a graphic designer before he got on SNL and did a cover art for Jimi Hendrix's albums. You know what? I loved Phil Hartman. He was amazing. Um, God bless him. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So. Large March, yeah. Well, that's tell right. Large tell, March sense. Tell him Large March. <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, we got one more thing to talk about before we wrap this up. Let's do it. All right. So the Orville. You watched it. And, yes, and, I did. Uh, tell me your thoughts, man. My thoughts on the Orville. Um, the Orville was the best Star Trek that wasn't Strange New Worlds. Best Trek without Anson best, Mount in it. Best Trek without Anson Mount. How about that? Oh my uh, God. I, it's, it was very, very true. Uh, amazing show. Uh, the first episode, the first episode, first season was a little too. They first, were trying to find their jokiness. First season's like a bumpy road yeah. with with some good patches, but like. You could tell it's them really trying to find a groove right. and not really doing that well. No, but then no. the second season happens. And it kicks you right in the balls. Um, and it, it takes you to it takes you where no man has gone before. And, yeah. and it's stuff that, I mean, it does get a little preachy sometimes because I, as much as I admire and appreciate Seth MacFarlane, he gets a little peachy. Yeah, but I mean, there, it could be argued that there are some episodes of old Trek that also do get a little bit preachy. Oh, they get a lot preachy. So, oh my God, they get so preachy. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, and Gene Roddenberry also, you know, um, it's, but once you get past that, once you're like, well, if I can let the, you know, them pushing an agenda uh, just flow over me. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing. It, it's just a Everybody's thing. Everybody's pushing some, an agenda. Some people might have more of an issue with it than others, but like it's just that's the commentary aspect of the show. It's like they're just trying to express an opinion on the matter, but without I guess having the framework of it being in space allows you to explore it in way different ways, especially... Of course. We, I won't get too spoiler-heavy, but there's a storyline invo- involving one of the main characters' uh, daughters. Yes. That is... It's it's an incredible storyline throughout the show, the way that they keep bringing it back up, but it also relates to the core themes of what that show believes in. True, but there's also... Um, yes. Yes, there is. And... But that pendulum swings both ways, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and <laughs> I don't mean to be that um, graphic in my, the pendulum swings no, it's both okay. ways, but they do. And um, no matter what, because when you argue for one thing, um, you're, I, I can't it's put difficult. it in. It is, it's difficult to know what the right thing is, but, um, when you start, when you try to impose your will on somebody else, that's yeah. that's when things get dicey. But that's also one of the things that they even explore in those episodes. I know, which like, which is ballsy, yeah. And that's one of the things that I loved about the Orville. And I, and like I said, a great show, big time. Um, and it makes you, it makes you think, and it makes you question your own. The, the bedrock on which your life is, and I can't say that for a shit ton of TV, you know, the, the bedrock on which you 
you put your foundation, the foundation for your life. Yeah. I mean, now I'm getting preachy, but, you know, I, I like to think that I'm evolved enough that I can change my mind. Yes. And there are certain things that they did that I... It made you at least think about it. And I, yeah, I... I considered both sides of the equation, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm glad I'm not in this situation. Yeah, because that's also what I love about the show is that it does present both sides almost equally. Yes, there is a favoritism towards one side. And when you watch The Orville, you can definitely tell, but at least they present the alternate side where some shows will just ignore completely. Yeah, or make make them the evil ones. Yeah. And they're not really evil. They're just just set in their ways. Exactly. And that's sometimes you have to, once you're set in your ways, and, and I think we all get into that um, situation where you're like, all right, this is good enough, and this is this is where I'm making, I'm drawing my line in the sand, and this is where I'm, I'm building my, my house. Yeah. And sometimes that works out for you, but sometimes, you know, the tide comes in and, and wrecks it for you. So, yeah. There, I, try not to get, Clerks 3, I'm not, and we're gonna talk Clerks 3s. And uh, yes, folks, Clerks 3. Uh, I'm sorry, The Orville, love it. Watch it. It's on HBO Max now. I was, uh, no, I was it's like, on Wait, Disney sorry. Plus. I'm sorry, Disney Plus. I knew it's on one of the streaming services. So watch it on Hulu and Disney Plus because I want this show to go to fourth season. People. Yeah, you heard him. Please, I I need this show. It's to go amazing. To fourth season. It really is. Um, somebody said, "What about Galaxy Quest?" It's it's not a competition, it's folks. Not it's we're, those we're are, not a competition, folks. Galaxy Quest is amazing, but this is an this ongoing. Is, that was a movie. This is ongoing, and it's. Like I said, the the best Star Trek show without Anson Mount. Yes. So. Uh, I got a little surprise at the end of the show, but we'll talk about Clerks 3 okay, for cool. a second. Clerks 3. Uh, con- let's the, do it. The convenience tour kicks off. This Sunday. This Sunday at 1 30 at the Count Basie Theater. And 7. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. is um, the, the one we're going to. That's the same one I'm going there to. There you go. I'm, well, I'm so hyped to... I'm I'm hyped to see this with a crowd. Yes, I I cannot wait. Like, I'm I'm with you. I saw I, I saw a rough cut version of it a couple of months ago, and when I say you guys are in for a treat, you are in for a treat. This is it's it's a great time, and if you can't check out the movie during the convenience tour, you're in luck. Fathom Events is putting it on uh, in typical theaters from the 13th to the 18th. Yep, you guys did amazing with ticket pre-sales that they were just like we'll extend this a week this was only supposed to be like three days it's amazing it was supposed to yeah so they're like hey let's let's keep this going they only to to make it um to put it out in perspective for you fathom events does the um the riff tracks um whenever they have a riff track thing and it's usually just one night because it's like hey it's riff tracks yeah um but because of this, they're going to be doing uh, different shows every night, I believe. Yes. I don't think it's just, like, wherever Kevin is that particular night, they'll be doing it uh, live from there, and you'll get to see a Q&A. So if you go on two different nights, you're going to get two different Q&As, from what I understand. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's not just, you know, they film it once, and they just keep showing it over. Also, uh, just be prepared, if like, because... That's the one thing I think people don't realize about these uh, these Kevin Smith tours is that if you got questions at the end of the movie, be prepared to sprint <laughs> to, yeah. that, to that microphone because yeah, I could. will I will never forget seeing reboot <laughs> at the the Paramount Theater mm-hmm. in Asbury Park, and the minute Kevin said questions, half the audience disappeared. 
Yeah, I know. And it started, and they wrapped around the theater. So, and we were like, yeah, this is going to go on till like this is going to go on for a while. Tuesday. Yeah, and that was a Saturday. And so. if you're at the end of the line, don't be mad. Like it, th- there's a chance that it might not get to. You. And come on, Kevin uh doesn't just give like a one-word answer ever. No. So. So then he might even answer your question before you get there. Yeah, exactly. Or he might not and you know, you're just going to have to be satisfied with not knowing the answer. Big time. Uh, I think that's it for Clerks 3. I think, are both sold out at this point? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Seven sold out, I know. But I Seven think PM one, is sold out. That's why the they had to. last time I looked at the one thirty show was about, I don't know, four or five days ago. And there were really just a handful of tickets. Like two so. or four tickets left. So yeah. it, it, let's put it this way. It's essentially sold out. But if you're in the Monmouth County area or you feel like driving to the Monmouth County area uh, on Sunday... Roll through. You can, yeah, just roll the dice and see. Uh, go on to uh, the count page. Actually, it's clerks3.movie. Yeah. Clerks3.movie. Clerks, and- clerks, the number three, period, movie. If you if you Google that, it'll pull up the website. And you can just click on the count base, mm-hmm. see the 130 show, and, you know, you'll be able to see if there are any tickets left there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So well, No, it- you will be able to see if there are tickets left there. Maybe. And there might be tickets Well, left. I mean, there might be blind people out there who are like, I can't see anything. So... Mm. But, hey. Okay. Well, that's that's a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no. Re- I was just like I was just sitting here reading comments, and I'm like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Um, oh, but uh, I think that was another episode of Live from the Secret Stash. Yeah, I think that was. So thanks so much for uh, coming out and Absolutely, hanging with guys. us this morning. On behalf of Julia and Christian, I'm Mike Zapsick. Hold we on. We love you. Before we go. I do have one thing I want to share with you guys. Again? I do. I'm sorry. It's Orville related, I promise. But, uh, okay. All right. So last week, someone had left a comment. It was kind of a joke where they were like, hey, Christian should do a song about the Orville. Oh. And, and I was like, oh. I'm not going to do that. I did it. <laughs> uh, do I? Yeah. I what, well, what I gave I? you a shout out. Well, thank you. I, Put him uh, on. Okay. So right. I, I was just like, you know what? I want to hear this. Orville. Here you go. This is my track. Is this going to take us out? It's going to take us out. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Take care. Budget must be expensive. Move from Fox to Hulu. And you can't launch the tech, the intelligence, and that move. You elevated every aspect of the show. Honoring those who inspired you long ago. As said through the mouth of Mike Zapsick. Best track without ifs and mount in it. Hulu, give us season four, you cowards. Rest in peace to the GOAT, Norm McDonald. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.